WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Very good Friday morning to you here. Glad you're up and at them early at 6 for our first check of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Coming your way here and now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM AM 540 and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour another delay at the Cape. Details in one minute. And I told you Orange County's mayor was going to be pitching a sales tax hike. He's done it. And we're talking about it next on Good Morning Orlando. SpaceX is dealing with another launch delay. The launch of dozens of satellites originally set for Wednesday night from Cape Canaveral Air Force Station was grumped again last night. About four hours after tweeting that everything was looking good, the company announced a software program. The next launch opportunity for the Falcon 9 will be in about one week. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. No one is hurt after a plane made an emergency landing on an I-4 ramp just north of Orlando. A fixed-wing, single-engine Piper airplane was low on fuel yesterday when it had to land near Maitland Boulevard. Once officers are on scene, they were able to make contact where a small plane had touched down, struck a vehicle on the exit ramp from Maitland Boulevard onto westbound I-4. As Maitland Police Lieutenant Lewis Grindle said, the plane hit a car. Luckily, there was just minor damage and no injuries. The plane had taken off from South Carolina and was about 10 miles from Orlando Executive Airport when it landed. And the plane is still there this morning as the FAA investigates. Made a mess of traffic, but um, that's a small price to pay. Uh, it's amazing that didn't turn into a catastrophe, isn't it? Could have been a lot worse. Orange County's mayor says the local economy is strong, but affordable housing is an issue that everyone must confront. In his first state of the county address, Jerry Deming said Orange County can be a community of tomorrow. Now is the time to move forward and to not go back. Now is the time to build a better quality of life, not only for us, but for generations to come. Demings won't propose any property tax increase, but did announce a plan to ask voters to increase the sales tax 1% to pay for transportation upgrades. I told you so. We're talking about this in a moment. By the way, somebody has coached up Jerry, who never used to be much of a fiery speaker, I mean, he was a great presenter yesterday. My problem is with the sales tax hike, and I'll explain it and we'll debate it in a moment, Alan. All right, bud. Orlando's police union is standing behind an officer who's been arrested. Officer Anthony Wangshu charged with manslaughter for a deadly shooting in the line of duty last year. Wangshu shot and killed 32-year-old Juan Silva outside Colonial Plaza when Wangshu says the van Silva was in drove towards him. Talking about this at 7, I've got to tell you, um, Alan, this is very rare that we have a cop um, charged at this level. Very rare. I think this is a bad rap, and we'll get into it one hour from now. All right. Members of Florida's congressional delegation want the FBI to say more about Russia's attempts to hack the state's election systems in 2016. The FBI doesn't want to say which two counties fell victim to a phishing scam because it would reveal their techniques. But Florida wasn't alone. One of the things that we learned uh, in this briefing is that the Russians attempted to penetrate at the county level local systems in all 50 states. Congressman Michael Waltz, but Panhandle Congressman Matt Gates says the FBI and DHS should spill the dirt to Congress. And I don't know who the hell they think they are to not share that information with us. The state's delegation is united by one thing. This shouldn't happen in 2020. 
Rory O'Neill, News Radio 93.1, WFLA. So I guess I'm not a voice crying in the wilderness saying, we the people need to know. From both sides of the aisle, we're hearing the same thing. Exactly. Democrat Stephanie Murphy said the same thing, echoed what Matt Gates said there. You bet. Defending champ Brooks Kepka is the leader after the first round of the PGA Championship. He shot a course record 7-under-63 to lead by one shot at Bethpage. Danny Lee's right behind in second at minus six. Fresh off his Masters win, Tiger Woods carted a two-over 72 in his first round and said he battled to stay near par. Fought my way back around. You know, got, got back to under par for the day and uh, let a couple slip away with um, a couple bad putts and uh, a couple mistakes at the end. Woods did say he's been feeling a bit under the weather. WFLA News time is 6.06. A mother threatens a class filled with 8th grade students over her bullied daughter. That story and video is online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Use your smart speaker. Tell Google Home to play News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Good Friday morning from us all. Buttheading our Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox with you on the 50,000-watt front porch serving up hot topics for three solid hours. And we got a boatload of them this morning, starting with the Demings sales tax hike pitch. He wants it on the 2020 ballot here. And you may say, well, I don't want to listen to somebody else because I don't live in Orange County. Listen. You visit Orange County and spend money here. A lot of you work in Orange County and commute in and jam I-4 to get here from all over the place. And, you know, and and, and <laughs> you have a stake in this. Let me just say that while I thought it was a great speech by Jerry Demings, I'm not a fan of raising the sales tax here. And I will tell you why in a moment. And we will see what do you think? We're also going to hear more from the mayor. So it's coming up, and that's where we begin, Alan. If the sales tax goes up, bud, uh, you could use some extra money, like maybe $1,000. That might help cover a little of it. We want to make your wallet great again with our texting contest. Listen for the keyword of the hour in moments. Text that keyword to 200-200. If you're the winner, you'll get a notification call from area code 513 telling you you've won $1,000. Listen all day long for the keyword to text to win a grand and make your wallet great again. And we're just two minutes away from an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on Good Morning Orlando. It is 6.08. Headlines out of the White House right now. President Trump's annual financial disclosure report is out. The report says Trump earned more than $400 million last year, just a shade less than the prior year, breaking precedent with prior presidents, as he does in a myriad of ways. Trump has maintained his interest in the business empire that he built. Trump's two sons run the day-to-day -day operations of the Trump Organization. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henniger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox. Speaking of the president, we will be talking about his immigration speech. We previewed it yesterday, no big surprises, but I have in conjunction with that in the next half hour, two pieces of blockbuster news that you may not have heard about Trump's plans to deal with the flood of migrants at the border and with the illegal immigrants in this country. You need to be with me at 6.42 this morning for that. 
just a tad under half an hour. The reason I moved all the Trump stuff down is because this is such a big local story that, as I predicted, Orange County Mayor Jerry Demings in his first State of the County address yesterday, he did talk of many things over 40 minutes, but the really big story was he did exactly what I said he would do. It's coming, I said. You can you can feel it in the air. He's floating these these subtle trial balloons about, you know, we need more money for transportation, dedicated funding source, trend source. Translation there is always tax hike. And Jerry Demings yesterday laid it out. He waited almost until the end, and here is how it came down. I look forward to leading efforts to pass a one-cent sales tax that will allow us to fully fund a transportation system that can better serve us well into the future. Very specifically, he's talking about, you know, widening some roads that we have. He's also talking about SunRail. Uh, Money needs to be available to run more trains than we are running now. Links, bus routes don't meet the current demand, he says. People are waiting for buses, you know, for a couple of hours sometimes to make the connections they need to get to and from work or shopping. So he says we need a sales tax hike. We now have a 6.5% sales tax here in Orange County. Um, And that raises about $177 million a year, brings into Orange County. Um, You do the math on this. The way I calculate it, every 1% of the sales tax brings in $27 million a year. So if we go from 6.5 to 7.5, we have another $27 million coming in for roads and public transit, okay? Now that's not that's one year. And of course, with our booming economy here, the sales tax revenues have been going up and they will continue to go up in the foreseeable future. Not always, but for the short term, certainly. So it's going to be at least $27 million a year. That's every year over the next 10 years, because this tax will never be taken off if you vote for it in 2020. You know that. So let's just look 10 years down the road. That's $270 plus million for roads and public transit here. It's a lot of money, it seems to me. Now, talk about a lot of money. What is the annual budget in Orange County? It is $4.4 billion. Billion dollars. Okay? You can't take, Mr. Mayor, with all due respect, $27 million every year and move it around and reprioritize your spending? Are you kidding me? A small reduction on various line items in the budget, you know, a little nick here, a little nick there, and pretty soon you got $27 million, and nobody has to pay more for everything they buy in this county. Why is the reflexive action when you need more money for projects? And let's just assume and not debate that these these needs are legitimate, okay? Let's just give them that, okay? I have some questions, but let's just give the mayor that. Why is the reflexive action got to tax the people more as opposed to let's spend a little less over here so we can free up 
the equivalent amount of money that a tax hike would generate and not have to tax we, the people, even more than we are. You've got a $4.4 billion annual budget, Mr. Mayor. Find $27 million a year in there. No tax hike in Orange County. That's where I stand on this. I'd like to know if that resonates with you or not. Later in the show, we'll have a one-word texting poll, and uh, we'll ask, does Orange County need a 1% sales tax hike for roads and public transit? But I want to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you on the phone at 407-916-5400. is the toll-free and the text line 23680 with standard message and data rates apply. What about it? You with a bud man? Or are you with a mayor? He's going to try to sell this thing. Public referendum, put it on the ballot in November of 2020. Where are you? Whether you live in Orange County or you visit or you work here and you do one or the other, you know you do. This catches about everybody here. Everybody's going to have a stake in this. Do we need the tax hike in Orange County? Or is the Bud Man making a little bit of fiscal sense, the likes of which I'd like to see made at the government level, locally and elsewhere? 407-916-5400 and our text line 23680 with standard message and data rates apply. An update on Orlando's news, weather and traffic first, though. That comes in two minutes right here on Good Morning Orlando. Updating headlines right now, Boeing says its software fix for the grounded 737 MAX jet fleet, they're all grounded worldwide, is, a, is just about good to go. The company says that it hopes to have the fix completed in about six weeks, um, and, uh, but that it took them 14. Now they must wait for the FAA to approve the software fix before their jets can take off again. The jets grounded around the world after two international flights crashed, killing nearly 350 people. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. Our promise on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Alan Yaffe, Melissa, you know, again, I'm not here to debate whether or not we don't need some money for public transit uh, to make SunRail more viable and links more viable and some road projects. I think with the growth we have here, I think the answer is probably yes. My problem is the answer always seems to be hit the people with a tax hike. When you got a budget like this in a booming economy that shows no sign of an end, it seems to me with $4.4 billion to work with every year, and Mayor Deming cited that number yesterday, the annual budget, you ought to be able to move the equivalent money around to meet those needs, reprioritize. That's what we pay people to do in government. At least I think it should be part of their jobs. It never seems to be. Well, Bud, my default position personally is I'm against anything that costs me more money. There you go. <laughs> and, I, don't, I don't think you're alone in that. No. Probably a lot of people out there agree with you on that one. Yeah, you're not out on a limb on that one, Alan. Yeah. But I know you live in you live in Seminole County. I live in Seminole County. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I I spend a lot of time, you know, shopping, visiting. Um, seeing people in Orange County. A lot we, of people come in here and work. We work in Orange County. Yes, we do, just across yes. the border in Maitland. Absolutely. So we have a stake in this as well. Yeah, I'm with you. I, it just always seems like the solution is to raise taxes. And once it's it's already been raised, 
it rarely ever goes back down. It's not like, oh, we got the money now, so we're going to lower the tax. Yeah, it never no. seems yeah. to they're, happen they're, that I guarantee way. you this will not go on the ballot with a sunset provision. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Look, the thing is, like you said, Bud, the money that's already in the budget is being allocated kind of, I mean, I'm looking at something from April. Uh, $40 million to arts, a million bucks so that we can maybe host the 2026 World Cup that is going to cost even more money if we get it. There's just so much money that's put to places where we could put it into the infrastructure and, and just move it around. And think about this, talking about transportation, adding this sales tax increase to your personal budget when you're probably going to be paying extra money to ride on I-4 these next couple of years. Well, if you want to have an express ride with the variable tolls uh, mm-hmm. in the 21 miles of the redo on the ultimate project from Longwood down to Kirkman, yeah. Yeah, and set aside some money for that because if you're commuting during the rush hours, uh, they're talking about some uh, pretty hefty tolls. So we're getting hit in multiple directions Well, there you go. That's another issue as well. It really is. What's coming in on the text line on this? Yeah, one person has an idea. says, go to the state, change the tourist tax law, and use that for transportation projects. Yeah, yeah, it has to be used for a very narrow list of things, you know, sports projects and, uh, and, and, and whatever. And stuff that's supposed to get them to come here in the yeah. first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without maintaining any of the roads or stuff that they actually use. Mm-hmm. Another text says, I agree with you, bud, man. Good morning, everybody, by the way. We don't need that tax. I smell liberalism. But you know what? It isn't just the liberals. I can tell you because I was right in the middle of this in 2003, Then Orange County Mayor Rich Crotty, a Republican, pitched his sales tax hike, his Mobility 2020 plan for roads, okay? And we played a big role in my first year on WFLA, hosting the old afternoon Bud Hedinger Live, encountering with our Mobility 540 plan and and railing against that sales tax hike that went down in flames. That was a crotty project. So it isn't just Jerry Demings. We know he's a Democrat. He's certainly more liberal than Teresa Jacobs, uh, his predecessor, or Rich Crotty before that. But they're all, all of them, all of them. The first reflexive action is need more money, tax hike, not spend less. Yeah, another uh, texter mentions uh, another transportation issue that is costing taxpayers money. Sunrail, this texter says, is a waste of money. I only see one to ten riders on it. And the state stops picking up the operating costs in 2021. I've said it from the beginning in 2014. Hang on to your wallets because everybody along the line in the counties and the city of Orlando are going to have to pick up the costs. So that is definitely coming. Which I think is a big part of what what a Demings wants to do here. I think Sunrail's a part of that. Well, I think oh, he, yeah, he I mentioned think it. He does see that coming, no question. Yeah. But he also, in addition to just, you know, knowing he's going to have to pick up some of the cost of this rail system that not nearly enough people are riding because it's not a convenient to enough, um, you've got, uh, you know, you've got the fact that uh, it, it, it's just going to cost more mm. over time. There's no end to it. And Winx has been having problems, yeah. you know, lately, so... Yeah, they they were like twenty. They were like yeah. uh, twenty one million in the hole, and, and then they don't have enough buses. They say to meet the need out there. So let's just assume the needs are legitimate. There's another way to uh, skin that cat and get this done. I'm fired up, and we've only really just begun. We got hot topics from now until nine o'clock. Immigrants are being sent from the southern border to southern Florida, and an employee of an Orlando charter school is arrested. 
Those stories and others, along with traffic and weather together, in just two minutes, it's 6.30 on Good Morning Orlando. Alan's here for a bottom-of-the-hour update, and good Friday morning from us all. Glad you are with us. I'm going to be talking a lot about Trump and the immigration front, and you're going to set the table on uh, on some news that is coming down on a plan Trump has related to the Sunshine State, Alan. As President Trump announces his immigration plan, Senator Marco Rubio is tweeting that hundreds of immigrants are headed to South Florida. Rubio says the U.S. Border Patrol plans to bring 500 illegal immigrants from the southern border to Palm Beach and another 500 to Broward per month beginning next week. Palm Beach County Sheriff Rick Bradshaw tells us the plan appears to be to process the immigrants and release them pending a future hearing. Chances of these people coming back, I mean, the history of them is once you give them notice to appear, they're gone. Bradshaw is concerned local resources won't be able to handle the influx, and he has concerns about the possible health effects. You know, we're already dealing with a hepatitis A and some measles outbreaks here, so I, I don't know what the health condition of the people that are coming here. The sheriff says officials from the Border Patrol have met with county leaders, and he's hoping to get an injunction to stop the agency's plans. Why would Trump do this? I have some thoughts coming up later in this half hour. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A school employee is accused of bribing kids to get them to send him inappropriate pictures of themselves. 19-year-old Jalen Alexander was arrested this week for soliciting at least two boys at Orlando Science Charter School, where he was a part-time office worker. Alexander resigned and apologized when confronted about the allegations over a month ago. Florida's First Lady announcing a new initiative on mental health. At a Tampa elementary school, Casey DeSantis said the new program, Hope for Healing, will provide much-needed resources. We feel that if more people would access these programs, they would access them if they knew they existed. But unfortunately, a lot of people don't know what's out there. Mrs. DeSantis says she'll con- she will coordinate state agencies to review existing mental health and substance abuse programs. The White House is playing down reports about a rift in the Trump administration over Iran. Press Secretary Sarah Sanders says President Trump is the ultimate decision maker and will make the best decisions to keep Americans safe. Senator Rick Scott says he approves of the way Trump is handling the situation with Iran. We've got the most lethal military in the world. Uh, American assets will do better than any other military in the world. And I would tell the Iranians I would not uh, pick a fight with Americans. On Fox News, the Florida Republican called on Iran to come to their senses and be part of the civilized world. The Golden State Warriors ended the game on a 14-3 run to pull out a 114-111 win over the Portland Trailblazers in Game 2 of the NBA Western Conference Finals in Oakland. The Warriors have a 2-0 lead as the series moves to Portland for Game 3 tomorrow. WFLA News Time is 6.36. Be listening just after the top of the hour for your next chance to make your wallet great again. When we announce the keyword of the hour, text it to 200-200 and you could win $1,000. National headline for you right now. Firefighters are saying the crash of an F-16 military jet into a warehouse in Riverside, California could have been much worse. They say it's remarkable that jet did not explode on impact. A dozen people were taken to the hospital, but no one was seriously hurt. The pilot of the jet managed to eject safely before it slammed into the building. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. And we do it all morning here in Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. 
Lots of Trump-related immigration news this morning going way beyond what we previewed yesterday. His Rose Garden speech on immigration reform, uh, this fashioned, and of course the president signs off on it all, uh, by his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, and by one of his top advisors in the White House these days, Stephen Miller. And it represents... um, an immigration overhaul that I think is dead in the water in in the House, in the Democrat-controlled House. And I think he knows it. I think this is essentially, this is a campaign platform, a plank in the platform to run on, and he lays it out here, what needs to happen. And I agree with a whole lot of what he is uh, uh, advocating here. I didn't think the speech was, um, you know, anything anything great. I thought the president was very, very low-key and almost monotone yesterday. I'm not quite sure if that was by design or, you know, or he got something bad at lunch. I don't know. But at any rate, um, be that as it may, uh, I want to play a montage of some of what this was about. Uh, This really kind of would overhaul if it became law, and we'd be better if it did. It wouldn't solve everything. Um, But it, I think we'd be better for it if this became law. But overhaul uh, the legal immigration system, certainly uh, upending the system as we know it now in favor of merit-based immigration rather than allowing people in here through chain migration because of their family ties. Let's listen. Our proposal is pro-American, pro-immigrant, and pro-worker. It's just common sense. It will help all of our people, including millions of devoted immigrants, to achieve the American dream. The biggest change we make is to increase the proportion of highly skilled immigration from 12 percent to 57 percent, and we'd like to even see if we can go higher. This will bring us in line with other countries and make us globally competitive. Legitimate asylum seekers are being displaced by those lodging frivolous claims. These are frivolous claims. And if for some reason, possibly political, we can't get the Democrats to approve this merit-based high security plan, then we will get it approved immediately after the election when we take back the House keep the Senate, and, of course, hold the presidency. That's how you run on immigration reform when you know you cannot possibly pre-election get this passed. The president realizes what, you know, it's very obvious to me, and I hope to you this is going nowhere in the House. Nancy Pelosi has even said it's dead in the water there, and, of course, she is the speaker. Um, Now, what else came down yesterday since that speech on immigration? The insurrection act what's the president up to there and what is that and more on what alan gave you at 6 30 and south florida's not happy about this a couple of liberal counties are going to get a bunch of those overflow migrants from the border and we'll tell you why that's happening at least my opinion in a moment if you want to react to what you've heard already on the trump speech um, how would you grade it? Did you hear what you wanted to hear? Do you wish you got more? Do you agree with me? This is going nowhere unless Republicans regain control of the House. All of this in Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. 
Fresh Trump tweets uh, related to the situation on the border. The Democrats now realize that there is a national emergency at the border and that if we work together, it can be immediately fixed. We need Democrat votes and all will be well. More presidential tweets coming. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories all morning here in Good Morning Orlando. Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Search WFLA Orlando. So Alan told you when I first saw in USA Today that the Trump administration is going to be releasing hundreds of asylum-seeking migrants caught along the southern border. I mean, they're just overwhelmed down there. Going to send them into South Florida to Palm Beach and Broward counties. Why would the president do that? I mean, after all, he's got his own, you know, southern White House down there in Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach area. Well, these are two of the most liberal counties in the state. Um, I can tell you that Miami-Dade was a sanctuary city and pulled back on that status when they took some heat from the Trump administration as to how that was going to play out. You know, but there's, you know, there's a lot of pro-sanctuary, if not sanctuary city, sanctuary city policies uh, evident in the governments of Broward and Palm Beach County. They are notoriously liberal. Honest to God, knowing Trump, I think he's sticking it to him down there. That's what I think. 407-916-5400 to say, all right, you want to have these liberal immigration policies, open borders, sanctuary cities, we got to take these people in. See what it is like when we give you a whole bunch of them, you know, maybe a thousand a month. And already, as you pointed out, Alan, uh, I think the mayor of Broward County is saying, we're going to have a homeless problem here. We're not going to be able to deal with this is outrageous. They're really mad about it. And we heard from the uh, sheriff of Palm Beach County who said they can't handle it. And he's worried about the health issues. They're already dealing with uh, the measles problem down there. Yeah, absolutely. Now, here's the other thing that is breaking news on the immigration front. The president is now, according to DailyCaller.com and confirmed by other media outlets, planning to use the Insurrection Act that dates back to 1807 to remove illegal immigrants from the United States. Now, his speech did not deal with the 11 to 22 million immigrants who are here that the Democrats all want uh, a path to citizenship and turn them into uh, Democrat votes. We know that. We've had that debate before. But under the Insurrection Act of 1807, the president has the authority to use the National Guard and the military in order to combat unlawful obstruction or rebellion within U.S. borders. This act dates back to 1807. Has it ever been used? It was used in 1992, most recently, by Bush 41 to quell the Los Angeles riots off the Rodney King situation out there, as I recall also used by Dwight Eisenhower in the 50s to enforce school desegregation in the South. So that's interesting. We'll see how that plays. Court challenge, of course, would happen in five seconds, you know, but he made his his travel ban stand up in the courts, and who knows how this will play. So there's there's a couple of cards that the president has played uh, that we really haven't seen before. And you talk about legal issues. uh... Again, mentioning the sheriff of Palm Beach County, Rick Bradshaw, he said he's going to seek an injunction to keep this from happening. Okay. We'll see. What do you think, gang? So the first thought I thought, you know, that came to my mind was we have thousands of people coming across the border. He's not allowed to deport them. He's not allowed to detain them. 
and now he's not allowed to put them anywhere else in the country because the counties get mad? What exactly are we supposed to do? I mean, does anyone have a solution then? Because I don't, I don't know what else to do. I don't know. Maybe Eric's got one. Um, we got him on the line there, Alan. Yeah, from Melbourne Beach. Good morning, Eric. Yeah, sanctuary cities and states. You want it, you got it. And that sheriff from West Palm Beach, go pound sand. That's how you deal with these people. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate it. Melissa, what about this? The president going for the Insurrection Act? Use the military to get the illegals out of this country? Haven't heard that before. And now he's going to send the overflow of migrants down to those two liberal southeastern Florida counties. I found it amusing when I watched the speech yesterday as it was unfolding. I thought, wow, I don't know that this can be done, but it sure sounds fun. You know, but is it feasible? <laughs> I don't sounds fun? It sounds fun. fun. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, he delivered it with a straight face, but it did. It sounded a little bit like, well, look over here, look over here. You well, know. the immigration speech, though, didn't include what he's now been revealed to be planning, and that is to invoke the Insurrection Act that right. we described and to send overflow migrants down into Palm Beach and Broward counties. Some people pointed to the irony of the fact that uh, this plan was conceived in part by Jared Kushner, uh, and the part of the plan is they want to eliminate the connection of relatives being used to bring uh, migrants into that, this that, country. It's chain migration. He's railed against that ever since the campaign. And uh, Jared Kushner, of course, the son-in-law of President Bush, uh, Trump. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. The family connection. You think hey, uh, Broward County's going to build a wall to keep out? To keep out? Is Brow- <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We're watching for it. We just want to keep you up to date because there is so much going on. A Falcon 9 rocket is still on the ground at the Cape, and a small plane is still on the ground next to I-4. Those stories and others, along with traffic and weather together in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando, it's 7 o'clock. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Beautiful moonlit night, and now the sun's about to come up. Good Friday morning at 7 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM AM 540 and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour another SpaceX postponement. More in one minute. Rare that we have a Florida cop charged with manslaughter. It's happened in Orlando, and we're talking about whether this is a bad rap. Next on Good Morning Orlando. A SpaceX rocket is still on the launch pad at Cape Canaveral after another scrub. Rory O'Neill reports from our newsroom. SpaceX says it called off last night's launch attempt so they could update the software on the 60 communication satellites that are being launched. In a tweet, the company said it wants to triple-check everything again to maximize mission success. Those small satellites are the first to be launched for a new broadband internet network. The company says it will try to launch again in about a week. Rory O'Neill, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A small plane is still on the ground near the ramp going from Maitland Boulevard to I-4 westbound. The Piper aircraft making an emergency landing late yesterday afternoon. From what he advises that he had run out of fuel. Maitland Police Lieutenant Lewis Grindle says the plane hit a car but caused only minor damage and no injuries. The flight originated from South Carolina and was headed to Orlando Executive Airport. The FAA is investigating. 
The mayor of Orange County says he won't have to raise property taxes now or in the near future. In his first state of the county address, Mayor Jerry Deming said he's trying to get more affordable housing because families are spending too much on rent and mortgage payments. This is a cost burden to our families, forcing them to cut back on other necessary expenditures like food, health care, transportation, child care, and utilities. Demings is proposing a referendum to let voters decide if the sales tax should go up 1% to pay for transportation projects in the county. We talked about it right off the top at 6. We'll bring that one back in the 8 o'clock hour, and we'll have a one-word texting poll on whether we need that sales tax hike in Orange County. It's coming up, Alan. And Bud, as you mentioned, an Orlando police officer is charged with manslaughter. Anthony Wangshu arrested for a deadly shooting in the line of duty last year. Wangshu shot and killed 32-year-old Juan Silva outside Colonial Plaza when Wangshu says the van Silva was in drove towards him. The police union is standing behind the officer. And based on what I know, I am too, as I'll explain. I think we have a bad rap here, and we'll talk more in a moment. Members of Florida's congressional delegation get an update from the FBI on Russian attempts to hack election systems. 7th District Congresswoman Stephanie Murphy says two Florida counties were attacked by phishing scams, but she can't say much. Two years after the 2016 election, the public still doesn't know the names of these counties and what the government is doing to prevent um, it from happening again. I think that's unacceptable. The lawmakers are concerned that the FBI couldn't say for certain that Russian agents were not able to change voter information. They do say the FBI is helping counties train employees to stop cyber attacks. I think we need to know these counties. Uh, because we need to know where the weaknesses might lie because we're coming up on 2020's election, you know? And, and that's why I think the FBI needs to open up on this, and I'm glad we have some support. We've been campaigning for that. Defending champ Brooks Kepka holds the new course record at Bethpage Black on New York's Long Island. Kepke firing a 7 under par 63 to take the first round lead in the PGA Championship, although he says the record was not on his mind. I never once thought about course record, anything. Um, you know, I was just trying to shoot you know, the best I could. As uh, simple as just keep going and then total them up at the end. Kepka one shot in front of Danny Lee. Tiger Woods, nine shots off the pace. WFLA News Time is 7.07. The top 10 list for weirdest finds by cleaners. Find it online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. TM Orlando, weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. News Radio 93.1. Really rare to have a cop in Florida. We have one now in Orlando charged with manslaughter for use of the firearm that he's licensed, of course, and required to carry um, on the job. Uh, It has happened here. This is a rare event. We're going to give you more on the circumstances here and discuss whether or not this charge is justified or whether this is a bad rap. It's an important local story with implications all over uh, the state of Florida and beyond, and we'll get into it here in a moment. Alan set the table, and um, Alan, uh, on the issue of setting the table right now, you are ready to give some people a chance to have a really nice weekend. Yeah, like winning a thousand bucks. That'd be a good way to start the weekend. 
We want to make your wallet great again. We've got our texting contest underway. We're about to announce the keyword of the hour. You text that keyword to 200-200, you could be winning $1,000. If you do, you'll get a call from area code 513 informing you of that fact. Listen all day long for the keyword to text to win a grand and make your wallet great again. And we're just two minutes away from an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. 709 on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines now. Another fresh Trump tweet on the situation on the border in the wake of his immigration speech yesterday. The president tweeting, Border Patrol is apprehending record numbers of people at the southern border. The bad hombres, of which there are many, are being detained and will be sent home. Those which we release under the ridiculous catch-and-release loophole are being registered and will be removed later. Another Trump tweet coming in our next news update. And we have the updates at least every 10 minutes for you in our top stories. And you can count on it here in Good Morning Orlando. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. Veteran Orlando police officer Anthony Wangshu, age 46, well-regarded cop, um, now faces a second-degree felony, a manslaughter charge which if he is convicted, and this is rare that an officer is charged at this level for, uh, you know, for using their weapon in the line of duty, he could go to prison for up to 15 years. How uncommon is it? Interesting in the Orlando Sentinel article here from which much of this information is drawn, a review of more than 80 police shootings between 1998 and 2004, now that's a while ago, of course, by the Sentinel and West Channel 2 News, found none in which prosecutors pursued charges against officers. More recently, the Henry A. Wallace Police Crime Database, this information is cited in the Sentinel report, which tracks criminal arrests of law enforcement officers in Central Florida. Between the years 2005 and 2014, shows no arrests of officers on murder, or non-negligence manslaughter charges anywhere in the area. So, as I say, this is a rare and noteworthy event. Is this justified, or is this a bad rap? Listen, I don't want gun-happy cops, but I doggone well also don't want, don't want gun-shy cops, you know? Because that's a prescription for dead cops and dead citizens when they say, whoa, I could wind up in the slammer for 15 years if I go after this bad dude right now and use my gun to bring him down? Let me tell you what it is reported that happened that led to the manslaughter charge. You'll remember the story. We reported on it, other media outlets as well. It was May 7, 2018, and this was in the parking lot of Colonial Plaza in front of the Marshall's along um, along Route 50, just east of the city here. What had happened was uh, a couple of women were reported to have shoplifted from the marshals, and they were running to the getaway car, and they got into the car that was, that was driven by the man who wound up dead, Juan Silva. You look at the video that I saw on Channel 6 last night, um, the van pulls out of a parking space, vehicles on either side, and the two officers, uh, Anthony Wangshu and also a trainee who was not charged, uh, Juan Abreu, 
Abreu, I hope I have that right. He was not charged here. Uh, they have their guns drawn to stop this guy, Juan Silva, and he takes off, and he cuts over right into where Officer Wang Shu is standing and then takes off, and guns, gunshots are fired, and they find the vehicle a mile down the road, and Juan Silva is dead, and his family wants to know why the guns were fired by the police. The two women, by the way, pleaded no contest to third-degree grand theft and resisting an officer without violence. But now the officer here, you know, and it was a split-second deal, and he was caught up, and it looked like this guy was trying to run into the officer as I viewed this uh, this video. And I'm laying this out, painting the word picture as best I can. And, and you know, I've got to tell you, I stand based on what I know, and my knowledge is, is, is not as extensive as the uh, as the state attorney's office, no question about it. And this has been investigated, run by a grand jury, et cetera. Uh, but the police union, President Sean Dunlop, uh, says the officer's arrest is disturbing. The organization staunchly stands by Officer Wang Shu today and in the future as he faces this challenge. Wang Shu is still employed by the OPD. He's an administrative on an administrative status right now pending the outcome of the criminal proceedings. It could send him to prison for up to 15 years. Um, this is going to make cops gun shy. You know, I, I take a look at this right now. This guy doesn't have a reputation of being reckless with a gun. He was involved in a shooting some years ago, uh, but there was not an issue with that. These things happen. I don't want gun-happy cops, but I don't feel like we have one here. I, I'm, I'm worried about gun-shy cops if Wang Shu is convicted and sent to prison. Do you share my concerns in that regard? 407-916-5400, toll-free 866-916-5400, and the text line available at 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Um, That's pretty much what we know at this point. Rare event to have a cop charged at this level of of alleged criminality. It really is. And it concerns me, you know, because it isn't like he just walked up to somebody and plugged him. But he was in a, he was in a in a very tense situation here. Guns were drawn and all of a sudden he's getting cut off by this getaway vehicle here. Shots are fired and the guy driving two women who broke the law as shoplifters and he's part of the deal with them. Obviously he's the getaway car driver. He's dead. The problem is those who did the crime, to which an officer and his young trainee responded. What are cops supposed to do in this situation? I don't want gun-shy cops. And I'm afraid a conviction here will produce exactly that. 407-916-5400, 407-916-5400, text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. This has implications and ramifications for law enforcement everywhere and for we private citizens who rely on cops to protect those of us who are law-abiding citizens. So you've got a stake in this, even if you don't directly trust me This is a big, important story. So what do you think? Let us know, and we'll get to it right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. 
And headlining right now, the third of three fresh Trump tweets on border uh, situations here. And, of course, the president made the big uh, speech on immigration yesterday. All people that are illegally coming into the United States now, the president tweets, will be removed from our country at a later date as we build up our removal forces and as the laws are changed. Please do not make yourselves too comfortable. You will be leaving soon, exclamation point. From the president. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy to use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. I don't know how this fits in to the manslaughter charge against the Orlando police officer here, but I have my suspicions because this this comes out of the Orange Osceola State Attorney's Office run by Aramis Ayala, uh, who has not been um, uh, pro-police, I, I think we can say. I think she's also had it in for OPD uh, since they uh, they stopped her, you know, and gave her a ticket uh, some time ago. Who knows? I would hope she wouldn't be that petty here. But the Sentinel says they tried to get information related to this investigation leading to Officer Wang Xu's arrest, and, um, and they shut it down and wouldn't release that information, saying that the investigation was still active. But the fact of the matter is this officer faces a very severe charge of manslaughter here for what I think is just doing his job by everything I know. And we cannot have a conviction that sends this man to prison for up to 15 years. That's where I stand. Guys, you've come to grips with this story right now as it has been reported, and I'd love to get your input on it. I feel I'm not familiar enough with all the details of the case to really say who's right and wrong here, but I think the fact that the police union is standing behind Officer uh, Wang Shu uh, speaks volumes. Yeah, when you watch the video, it's a pretty dangerous situation when, when a car is speeding off when your hand's in the car. I mean, it's, uh, it's, turns into a, the car turns into a weapon. At that point. And the car is turned into Wang Shu. He isn't hit, but he has to he has right. to back away. And it's obviously a very hostile situation here. And they're yelling at him to stop. It won't stop in that situation. And we got a couple we got a couple of, you know, suspected criminals, shoplifters, these gals who hop in the car, and this guy's driving the getaway vehicle here. I mean, all I know is if a cop is pointing at me with a gun telling me to stop, I'm gonna follow his instructions. I'm not gonna drive off. Well, you know, you're a law-abiding citizen. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, you know, and, and there, there have been regulations uh, issued in recent years here, you know, against, in most situations, cops firing guns at moving vehicles just because, you know, awful things can happen to innocent people, right. et cetera. But not in all situations. What are we seeing from our, uh, from our textures before we take a phone call? Well, we've got one that says, let's put the blame on the perpetrator where it belongs. A police officer was doing his job. Yet another one says, referencing the cop shooting, it's not explained very well. Why does one cop get charged and not the other? Abreu is a trainee, and they said he came upon the scenes just a little bit later, and he had reason to believe there was a deadly threat posed to Wang Shu. That is what the Sentinel reporting is on that. Glad the texter raised that. That's something I did not mention, but that's what we're that's that's what's being reported. On the phone, we've got Robert calling in from Kissimmee. Good morning, Robert. Hello. What are your thoughts believe, on the officer? Well, I believe that uh, you can't use the car as a weapon and then expect everybody to say, oh, well, that's wrong on the police department. And we've seen this repeatedly in Florida in the last six months where they've tried to run a cop down. At one point he did. Uh, but, you know, as far as uh, Aramis or whatever her name is, 
that that's nonsense. She's it's ridiculous, and I would love to defend that cop. Look at Baltimore. I don't think one cop was found guilty. And was it Freddie Gray? You, you can file charges and be made to look like a fool, and I well, think she will be. And it leads to gun shy cops, you know, and more crime. Oh, sure. And and that's, and we don't get the protection we need, and it and it's deadly for the cops. It can be if they are if they think twice about using the weapon in in a crime situation. They can be that's dead. Right. We can be dead. You know, Robert. That's and right. I and I and I think you make some excellent points to add to the conversation. We're going to watch for this. This is a rare event, a manslaughter charge against a Florida cop. In this case, it is Orlando Police Officer Anthony Wangshu. Bottom of the hour, a lot of folks checking in, and they know it's news time with Alan. What's coming up? Bud, South Florida braces for an immigrant influx. And in our Elsewhere segment, the really big news, a new Batman. Those stories and others, along with traffic and weather together in just two minutes, 729 on Good Morning Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. Before I turn it over uh, to my co-host, Alan Spector, with your news update, uh, an additional tweet here that I think you'll, or text rather, that I think you'll want to hear. This is from JJ. It says, hey, Bud, Yaffe, Alan, everybody, I have almost four decades in law enforcement and still am working. You are right about gun-heavy this may be a speaking text here. I said gun happy and gun shy. If this charging of officers continues, the citizens will really be on their own. Charge the officer if they are really wrong. Thank you, JJ, from law enforcement. Um, we have an interesting development here uh, concerning uh, an overflow of migrants on the southern border now being shipped by the president to South Florida. What's going on here, Alan? Well, Bud, the sheriff of Palm Beach County says things could get out of hand. That is the concern of Sheriff Rick Bradshaw upon the news that the Border Patrol plans to fly a thousand illegal immigrants to South Florida. He says this would be a monthly occurrence with no end in sight. If you're talking 12,000 a year split between Broward and Palm Beach County, it could go on for however many years this Border Patrol uh, situation is going down there in El, in El Paso. The first immigrants are expected to arrive next week, but Sheriff Bradshaw is hoping to get an injunction to stop the Border Patrol's plans. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A former deputy is facing criminal charges in Orange County, 58-year-old Gordon King was arrested yesterday for allegedly stabbing his estranged wife's lawyer in a Winter Park law office two weeks ago. The lawyer suffered a collapsed lung but survived, and the charges against King include aggravated battery with a deadly weapon. A nonprofit run by former Democratic candidate for governor Andrew Gillum is giving $100,000 to the Florida Democratic Party and $400,000 to other groups to register voters ahead of the 2020 presidential primary. Announcing those contributions in Tampa, Gillum says it's not just about flipping electoral votes, it's about flipping seats in the state legislature. In 2020, the decennial census will commence and the legislature that is seated at that time will draw the next set of maps. Democrats lost most of the statewide races last year by slim margins, and experts say they're losing the edge in registered voters over Republicans. Gordon Bird, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Red tide is not a problem on Florida's west coast this year, but some scientists think last year's outbreak and fish kills could have contributed to a current outbreak of blue-green algae from south of Tampa Bay to Charlotte Harbor. Fish can act as basically fertilizer, and, and if they had died in the near shore waters, that 
could have helped provoke enhanced growth of the cyanobacteria we're seeing this year. David Whiting of the State Department of Environmental Protection says this algae occurs normally, but this year's bloom is larger than normal. The Golden State Warriors take a 2-0 lead in the NBA Western Conference Finals by edging the Trailblazers 114-111, the Warriors finishing on a 14-3 run, Game 3 tomorrow at Portland. And elsewhere... The Stones are about to roll again. The Rolling Stones are getting ready to once more hit the road. Their no-filter U.S. stadium tour was postponed so Mick Jagger could undergo heart surgery, but... He's better now, as evidenced in a video he posted online this week. Jumping around like he's 25, not 75, wasn't he? Exactly. So the Stones have unveiled a new set of tour dates. They start with two shows at Chicago's Soldier Field on June 21st and 25th. The 15-city tour includes a stop in Jacksonville at TIAA Bank Field on July 19th and wraps up at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens on August 31st. Tickets for the original shows will be honored at the new dates. And as uh, Rory O'Neill in our newsroom was just pointing out to me, August 31st in Miami, that should be very comfortable. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Steam bath. Get ready to sweat to the stones. <laughs> uh, the Florida legislature has, of course, banned texting while driving. Now lawmakers in New York are considering banning texting while walking. Legislation has been introduced in the state Senate there that aims to penalize people who are texting on their phones while crossing the street. The measure is meant to cut down on incidents where pedestrians are struck by cars. Fines would range from $50 to $150. Some smaller cities in California have passed similar legislation. you got to be crazy, you know, with the traffic in New York to be walking around with your head buried in a phone. Well, I see it all the time here. I do see people it People with their headphones on. Yeah. Uh, texting, head down, yeah. you know. Every once in a while, somebody walks into an open manhole. That happens as well, you know. I hate to see that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Makes for a good video, I guess, but not yeah, fun sure. for the person involved. Get your cell phone ready. Finally, I knew this would come in handy again. That was going to be one of those elsewhere sounders yeah. that was in the competition a week ago. Yeah, but finally, there's a report the new Batman has been chosen. Sources telling Variety it's not set in stone, but Robert Pattinson, star of the Twilight movies, is the top choice. And they're closing in on a deal. Now, Warner Brothers is not commenting on that report. The new Batman movie is being directed by Matt Reeves, who made the last two Planet of the Apes films. Robert Pattinson is 32, would become the youngest actor to ever play the superhero on the big screen. You know, I have trouble getting my wife go to going to superhero movies that I really love, but she loves this guy. Really? From the Twilight movies, loves this guy. So <laughs> we're going to be going to Batman if he's got the part. Well, there you go. As long as he's not glittery. Find these stories <laughs> and others on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Just look for elsewhere. With Alan Spector. There you go, buddy. We'll catch you with the news, too, at the top of the hour and whenever it breaks. But heading around, Inspector Mike Yaffe and uh, Melissa Fox here with you until 9 o'clock. Busted. Charlie Crist, once a Republican, then an Independent, now a Democrat congressman out of the Bay Area, 
secretly traveled to communist Cuba and snugged up to the commie leadership down there, and it was all under the rug until an enterprising reporter with the Tampa Times um, blew the cover on Charlie, and he's taken some heat. What was he up to down there in communist Cuba? We'll talk about it here in a moment after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Updating headlines for you now. World-famous architect I.M. Pei is dead at the age of 102. The Chinese-American architect, best known for his iconic glass and steel pyramid that serves as the entrance to the Louvre Museum in Paris. Other famous projects of his include the JFK Library in Boston and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. Updates at least every 10 minutes for you on our top stories in Good Morning Orlando. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 3 till 5 p.m., News Radio 93.1. So now Democrat congressman out of the Bay Area in St. Petersburg, Charlie Crist, once the Republican governor of the state of Florida, you know, and then he became an independent. He got his clock cleaned. He wound up coming back. Uh, as as a Democrat, you know, the Obama-hugging Charlie Crist, as you'll recall here. Um, this reporter in the Tampa Times uh, busted him for a, a trip he was, you know, apparently trying to keep secret, that on the 25th of April, he slipped out of Washington, D.C. in secret, boarded a plane, and flew with his chief of staff to Havana, and was there for three days. He is photographed by, uh, with the Cuban foreign minister, Bruno Rodriguez Parilla. Um, I don't know if there are any other photographs. Nobody is quite sure what Charlie was talking about down there, other than his office has said that he's very concerned about the welfare of the Cuban people. And, uh, you know, I've got to tell you, this is an odd time, is it not, Yaffe, for him to be going down there. He's not going down there clearly on behalf of the Trump administration. And uh, you have to understand that the Trump administration uh, is well aware that the Cubans are, are backing the Maduro regime in Venezuela. And we're trying to get rid of the dictator who has destroyed the economy and the lifestyle of the people of Venezuela, once the richest nation in South America. The Cubans have, you know, according to um, National Security Advisor Bolton, uh, more than 20,000 Cuban troops are in South America, and they are providing security that is keeping Maduro, our enemy. We want Juan Guaido uh, to be the president of Venezuela. And, and so you have a situation where we have a congressman from Florida, Charlie Crist, who's down there sidling up to the communist Cubans who are enabling the Maduro regime to continue in Venezuela. Yeah, this is very, very strange. Unless he comes out and says, I was, I scolded them for what they're doing in Venezuela. It not doesn't make Crist. That. Yeah, I, I doubt that's why he was there. So it's not making Crist look very good. I've never seen Rick Scott more hot under the collar about anything than he is about this. Uh, he is ripping Charlie Crist and says he must immediately tell the people of Florida how much taxpayer money was spent on this 
He says this is outrageous that he's hobnobbing with killers. Well, the money he and his staff spent in Havana was sent to Caracas to keep Maduro and his brutal regime in power. Nicolas Maduro is carrying out genocide on his people in large part because of the support he is receiving from the brutal Castro regime. Called it an outrage. So, Charlie Crist got some splaining to do, and I'm not hearing enough of an explain yet. Yeah, and, and it was all done in secret, like you said, so I think he did not want to explain it. Be interesting what his excuse will be in the long run. Good reporting out of the uh, Tampa Times on that one. Charlie busted. I don't think he planned to tell anybody, and we need to hear more from him. Um <laughs> Somebody tweeted here, texted, hey, Charlie just wanted some cigars. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was it. He just wanted to bring some another cigars. One, another one, Charlie is nothing but a two-bit political whore, so hungry for power and fame that he would lift his skirts for the Cuban dictator and think he's gained something from it. He's disgusting. Check the headlines for you right now. MGM Resorts International is setting aside about $800 million to settle lawsuits linked to the 2017 mass shooting in Las Vegas. And that was disclosed in a filing with the Securities and Exchange Commission this week. More than 4,000 people are seeking compensation because of physical or psychological damage when that shooter fired from a Mandalay Bay room into an open-air concert here below and killing 58 people, injuring more than 800 Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in the top stories, guaranteed on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1, WFLA, and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Wonderful to have you with us on a gorgeous Friday morning in Central Florida. Here at 8 o'clock, time for the latest check on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Right now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour another delay at the Cape. Details in one minute. I told you it was coming. Orange County's mayor wants a one cent sales tax hike. Our take and yours next on Good Morning Orlando. SpaceX is dealing with another launch delay, the launch of dozens of satellites originally set for Wednesday night from Cape Canaveral Air Force Station was scrubbed again last night. About four hours after tweeting that everything was looking good, SpaceX announced a software problem. The next launch opportunity will come in about one week. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. No one is hurt after a plane made an emergency landing on an I-4 ramp just north of Orlando. A fixed-wing single-engine Piper airplane was low on fuel yesterday when it had to land near Maitland Boulevard. Once officers are on scene, they were able to make contact where a small plane had touched down, struck a vehicle on the exit ramp from Maitland Boulevard onto westbound I-4. As Maitland Police Lieutenant Lewis Grindle said, the plane hit a car. Luckily, there was just minor damage and no injuries. The plane had taken off from South Carolina and was about 10 miles from Orlando Executive Airport when it landed. It is still there this morning as the FAA investigates. And I guess it made a mess of traffic for the uh, commute home yesterday, but hey, could have been tragic. Anything like this you can walk away from, that's, that's upside. That's yeah, good. Everyone was saying it could have been much worse. 
Orange County's mayor says the local economy is strong, but affordable housing is an issue that everyone must confront. In his first State of the County address, Jerry Demings said Orange County can be a community of tomorrow. Now is the time to move forward and to not go back. Now is the time to build a better quality of life, not only for us, but for generations to come. Demings won't propose any property tax increase, but did announce a plan to ask voters to increase the sales tax 1% to pay for transportation upgrades. That was a great performance. He's turned into a compelling speaker. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, but I've got a problem with his sales tax hike, and I'll make the case against it in a moment, and we will find out what folks think. A topic we were talking about last hour, Bud. Orlando's police union is standing behind an officer who's been arrested. Officer Anthony Wangshu charged with manslaughter for a deadly shooting in the line of duty last year. Wangshu shot and killed 32-year-old Juan Silva outside Colonial Plaza when Wangshu says the van Silva was in drove toward him. Members of Florida's congressional delegation want the FBI to say more about Russia's attempts to hack the state's election systems in 2016. The FBI doesn't want to say which two counties fell victim to a phishing scam because it would reveal their techniques. But Florida wasn't alone. One of the things that we learned uh, in this briefing is that the Russians attempted to penetrate at the county level local systems in all 50 states. Congressman Michael Waltz, but Panhandle Congressman Matt Gates says the FBI and DHS should spill the dirt to Congress. And I don't know who the hell they think they are to not share that information with us. The state's delegation is united by one thing. This shouldn't happen in 2020. Rory O'Neill, News Radio 93.1, WFLA. Defending champ Brooks Kepka is the leader after the first round of the PGA Championship. He shot a course record 7 under 63 to lead by one shot at Beth Page Black up at Long Island in New York. Danny Lee is right behind in second at minus 6. Fresh off his Masters win, Tiger Woods carded a 2 over 72 in his first round. And he said he battled to stay near par. Fought my way back around, you know, got, got back down to par for the day and... Uh, let a couple slip away with um, a couple bad putts and uh, a couple mistakes at the end. And Tiger said he's been feeling a bit under the weather. WFLA News time is 8.07. Officials at a Florida airbase use a front loader to remove an alligator from a runway. That story and a picture of the gator just before the front loader comes to get him are online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLAOrlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Welcome to the 50,000 Watt Front Porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Friday edition of Good Morning Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000 Watt Front Porch. But heading around Inspector Mike Yaffe and Melissa Fox for the next hour. And we're getting back into this sales tax pitch by the new mayor of Orange County. Jerry Demings, I told you he was he was raising trial balloons on this, and yesterday the big balloon burst, and he wants a one-cent sales tax hike. He wants it on the ballot in 2020. We're going to talk about this, and um, the question we have for our one-word texting poll is this. Does Orange County need a one-cent sales tax hike for roads and transportation? Um, I've got a better idea of how to raise money for those projects. 
Um, but the mayor says a sales tax is what we need. So we're going to debate it here in just a moment and can't wait to hear from you. Whether it's the sales tax going up, prices are increasing everywhere, you can always use extra money. How about $1,000 to kick off the weekend? We want to make your wallet great again with our texting contest. Listen for the keyword of the hour, which will be announced in moments. Text it to 200-200. If you're a winner, you'll get a notification call from area code 513. Listen all day long for the keyword to text 1000 Text to win $1,000 and make your wallet great again. And we're just two minutes away from an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on Good Morning Orlando. It's 809. Interesting headline here. The group that oversees the SAT test for high schoolers will begin using an adversity score that will reflect the social and economic background of each student taking the test. The Wall Street Journal reporting the adversity score will use 15 factors, including the crime rate and the poverty level of the student's neighborhood and high school. Colleges and universities will be able to see the scores while reviewing applications. Updates at least every 10 minutes for you on our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Sales tax hikes seem to be all the rage. We know that next Tuesday, Osceola County will be voting on a very controversial proposal to raise their sales tax one cent on the dollar to eight and a half cents. It would be the highest in the entire state of Florida. Volusia County residents vote the same day next Tuesday on a half cent sales tax hike that would take their sales tax from 6.5 to 7 percent. Meanwhile, here in Orange County, the sales tax is currently 6.5%, but if new mayor Jerry Demings has his way, voters will approve a one-cent sales tax hike in the 2020 election. He wants it on the ballot. That would take it from 6.5 to 7.5 cents on the dollar. He said in his first State of the County speech yesterday, Um, that we have got to widen some roads, we've got to have better public transit, we need more more routes run, more trains run by SunRail than we have, the, the commuter rail system, and we need more Lynx buses because there are just too many gaps. So is a sales tax the way to do this? I'm not here to debate whether we need these things or not. To one level or another, I could make the case that we do. But why does it always have to involve hitting the voters, hitting the people, the constituents, the residents, we the people, with a sales tax hike? I think there's another way. I'll make the case that there certainly should be here in Orange County. But let's give Orange County Mayor Jerry Demings an opportunity to be heard. I look forward to leading efforts to pass a one-cent sales tax that will allow us to fully fund a transportation system that can better serve us well into the future. Well, okay, let's do the math here. How about if we just decide with this massive $4.4 billion budget that Mayor Demings will oversee, you know, 8,000 employees in this county, uh, government employees of the county, $4.4 billion a year, billion with a B, okay? How about if we just move some money around and reprioritize what we're spending on 
to free up as much money as a one-cent sales tax would bring in and get these projects funded without having to hit the taxpayers harder than they are hit already. Makes sense to me. 6.5% sales tax and the latest accounting by the government of Orange County brings in about $177 million a year. So every 1%, by my math, would bring in about $27 million. Let's add one cent to that, as the mayor is proposing, and um, we get another $27 million a year. But, of course, this is forever. This is every year, and sales tax revenues have been going up in the booming economy here in this this, this high-growth area, Orange County. And so it'll be $27 million a year and even more than that, okay? Every year, over 10 years, just the first 10 years, at least $270 million. Now, you got a $4.4 billion budget per year. Are you kidding me? You can't find $27 million or so from taking a little from here, from there? Is every expense an essential expense? Of course it's not. It's a matter of priorities. I would encourage the governor to rethink this, the governor, the mayor, Jerry Demings. Really, think of the people and think of the money, the pot of money you have to work with. It's just a matter of priorities. Move the money around. That should be doable, it seems to me. That's why I am opposing the one-cent sales tax hike that Mayor Demings wants on the 2020 ballot for road improvements, for public transit improvements to Sunrail and links the bus system here. Our one-word texting poll is open, but you can give us a long-form phone call or a text at 407-916-5400, text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. But let's make it simple for those of you folks who are out and about right now. Our one-word texting poll is this. Does Orange County need a one-cent sales tax hike for roads and public transit? Text either yes or no to 23680 now. Text either yes, we need the sales tax hike, or no, we don't, to 23680. But I'd love to talk with you on the phone at 407-916-5400, and long-form texters who have more than one word to say, welcome at 23680. We'll get our team involved in this debate in a moment, right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlining this Mueller probe story, post-Mueller probe story out of Washington, the case of obstruction of justice by people inside the White House appears to be getting somewhat stronger. In a court filing yesterday, special counsel Robert Mueller said former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn detailed a number of incidents when the Trump administration tried to interfere with his cooperation with the probe. Flynn even gave the special counsel a voicemail of one such call. More to come on this. Updates at least every 10 minutes at the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Orange County's Mayor Jerry Demings wants a one-cent sales tax uh, for roads and public transit on the 2020 ballot. Says, gotta have it. 
Um, I've, I've explained I think there's another way. Uh, when you look at the amount of money that that would bring in uh, with the massive budget we have here in this prosperous county, fast-growing county, $4.4 trillion a billion dollar budget, uh, it, it seems to me if you're going to take in an extra $27 million a year with a one-cent sales tax hike, you can find that somewhere else in all of those departments that are spending taxpayer money that we don't have to tap the taxpayers with an increase in the sales tax. Yaffe and um, Melissa, before you give us the count of the one-word texting poll and we go to the long-form calls and texts, your thoughts on this? Yeah, it's just one of those things where they want to raise the tax and it will never go back down if they do. I mean, it never happens that way. It's never enough, it seems like. Eventually, 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, when I'm behind hosting a show, I'll be talking about another sales tax hike that they'll want in the future. (laughs) He reminds me of two words, beeline. You know, they said that it would just be a temporary thing with the tolls on that, but they never lifted it. My idea, bud, is to get a committee together to hire somebody to do a survey to find out where the budgeting problems are so they can reallocate. I'm just costing us more money. Look well, at that. you know, yeah, there you go. And listen, when I was on the radio for the very first time, the very first year I did the old afternoon Buttheadinger live show on WFLA, it was 2003. Then Mayor Rich Crotty was pitching a one-cent sales tax hike. A lot of it had to do with roads. It was Mobility 2020. We countered with an AM 540, which is all we had at that point before the FM, uh, and it was my my Mobility 540 plan. And we talked this thing down and helped shoot it down, and it went down in flames uh, at the uh, at the ballot box in uh, November of 2004. What about the one-word texting poll that asks, does Orange County need a one-cent sales tax hike for roads and public transit well this is a real nail biter but it's very close here (laughs) got 72 no's to three yeses and then one person said we should just raise it half a cent no, that's not. You can't. That no. Okay. <laughs> no, that, that, throw Trying that ballot to, out. Know, there wasn't. To, there wasn't a third choice on this. <laughs> no, there really wasn't. Um, Alan, thoughts on this? Uh, as I said earlier this morning, I'm against anything that personally costs me more money, and especially when you look at other costs that we're incurring uh, and will be in the next few years. For instance, I four, which will be partially a toll road. Yeah, it will be. Yep. And an expensive one with the variable tolls during the rush hour if you want an express ride they're promising us. Charlie, you're in Orlando on the proposed sales tax hike in Orange County. What about it? Good morning, Budman. <laughs> Good morning, Charlie. Charlie. Hey. I think I first met you at Orlando Christensen, and I agree with you 100%. Let's find that money somewhere else. I mean, you got the hotel tax. I mean, come on. Redistribute it somewhere else. I mean, it's there. Go find it. Thank you, Charlie. Appreciate it. we got another caller on the line. Yes, we do. Let's go to Ken in Orlando. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, guys. Uh, I have another uh, choice. I put it on the ballot with raise the taxes a penny or restructure the budget to uh, in you know correct priority to get that money, like Bud says. Give him a choice. Oh, so you want to you want to redo the ballot language here? Yes. So yeah, okay, sure. got it, got it. Interesting. I I don't think it's going to happen because Jerry Demings is going to have control of that. I think. Does the city of Orlando contribute to any of this? 
I do know that he, that Mayor Buddy Dyer of Orlando is backing what Jerry Demings is trying to do here. Um, I was just wondering if they contribute any money to the stuff that Demings wants. Oh, that's a, uh, you're taking me farther uh, than I can go here. <laughs> okay, so. Real quick, Bud, you know, uh, Jen, Demings referenced Pittsburgh and their system, the bus system. You and I They're spend a lot of time They're about the same size there. city, and they have a lot more buses. Yeah, but it's not even set up the same way as it is here in Orlando, as you probably know. Pittsburgh is very different. When I mean, there may be a, the same amount of people, but it's a poor comparison. How about some long-form textures here? Uh, yeah, one person says, no, no, no. He needs to cut taxes. Oh, wait, he is a Democrat. That is not in their vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, but you know what? It was Rich Crotty, the Republican, who was trying to raise him before. So this isn't just a partisan deal. It's just a politician deal. Yeah, whoever happens to be in office at the time. Yeah, seems to me. Most of my long-form texts are hell no. <laughs> Lots of hell no's. <laughs> hey, watch the language. <laughs> that That's the special two-word texting poll. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have the expletive in there. People are so worked up. Getting worked over by the off-air callers right now. Uh, it's 1% sales tax hike is what we're talking about, but it amounts to one cent on the dollar, which is kind of a, you know, the vernacular, the way we say it here. It's always been referred to in the news media as a one cent sales tax hike, whether it's Orange or Osceola or whatever county you're talking about. All right. They're working me. That's okay. I'm here for you. Anyway, Alan. You want us us to cut your meat for you, too, you babies? (laughs) Don't get them riled up. (laughs) Too late. Friday. Thanks a lot. Listen, we're going to have a special live report on the president's immigration reform speech shortly and a couple of other things that have dropped in the last 12 or 24 hours. And you're on the immigration beat with a news update. Yeah, for instance, Bud, Senator Marco Rubio tweeting that the U.S. Border Patrol plans to bring 500 illegal immigrants from the southern border to Palm Beach County and another 500 to Broward County per month beginning next week. Palm Beach County Sheriff Rick Bradshaw says the plan appears to be to process them and release them pending a future hearing. Chances of these people coming back, I mean, the history of them is once you give them notice to appear, they're gone. Bradshaw's concerned local resources will not be able to handle the influx, and he has concerns about the possible health effects. You know, we're already dealing with a hepatitis A and some measles outbreaks here, so I I don't know what the health condition of the people that are coming here. The sheriff says officials from the Border Patrol have met with county leaders, and he is hoping to get an injunction to stop the agency's plans. I suspect the president's just trying to stick it to the liberal politicians down there. I don't know that, but... That's what that I suspect. That doesn't sound like Donald Trump. No, that had never happened. Are we talking about the same guy here? <laughs> this news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A school employee is accused of bribing kids to get them to send him inappropriate pictures of themselves. 19-year-old Jalen Alexander arrested this week for soliciting at least two boys at Orlando Science Charter School, where he was a part-time office worker. Alexander resigned and apologized when confronted about the allegations over a month ago. Florida's first lady announcing a new initiative on mental health. At a Tampa elementary school, Casey DeSantis said the new program, Hope for Healing, 
will provide much-needed resources. We feel that if more people would access these programs, they would access them if they knew they existed. But unfortunately, a lot of people don't know what's out there. Mrs. DeSantis says she will coordinate state agencies to review existing mental health and substance abuse programs to see what's working and what's not. You should hear more from Casey. You know, she makes a good presentation. She used to be in the TV news business, so she's a good communicator. I like yeah. that. Easy on the eyes, too. Well, yeah, she's a lovely lady. It's a terrible thing for me to say. Yeah. The White House is playing down <laughs> reports. It never used to be, it's all... but of course today it is. Yeah. My apologies to everyone concerned. The White House is playing down reports about a rift in the Trump administration over Iran. Press Secretary Sarah Sanders says President Trump is the ultimate decision maker and will make the best decisions to keep Americans safe. Senator Rick Scott says he approves of the way Trump is handling the situation with Iran. We've got the most lethal military in the world. Uh, American assets will do better than any other military in the world. And I would tell the Iranians I would not uh, pick a fight with Americans. On Fox News, the Florida Republican called on Iran to come to their senses and be part of the civilized world. The Golden State Warriors ended the game on a 14-3 run to pull out a 114-111 win over the Portland Trailblazers in Game 2 of the NBA Western Conference Finals in Oakland. The Warriors have a 2-0 lead as the series moves to Portland for Game 3 tomorrow. And elsewhere... The Kiss Army reporting for duty. Frontman Gene Simmons is joining actor Gerard Butler as the only two people who have briefed the media on camera at the Department of Defense this year. Simmons stood at the podium yesterday. Butler appeared last October to promote a movie. Gene Simmons was in the Pentagon to address Department of Defense personnel as part of an outreach effort by DOD officials to engage the public. Simmons later visited the White House. By the way, it's been 67 days since White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders held a traditional press briefing. <laughs> but we get Gene Simmons from KISS. How do you figure that? And Gerard Butler, he was a fan of the opera in the movie yeah, version. These, the only briefings we've had on camera this year have come from them. <laughs> That's strange. I get the Gerard Butler one. Did you, was it, uh, Olympus Has Fallen and all that? He deserved to at least visit the White House. Yeah, I well, get that. He was at the Pentagon as well. Oh. Close. Yeah, yeah. Right down the street, right? Yeah. yeah. Queen Elizabeth is looking for a social media guru. The royal household is advertising for an experienced digital communications officer. Yeah, we've got to have one around here. I've been looking for years and I can't find one, Alan. Yeah, the queen uh, posted on LinkedIn, said Buckingham Palace wants to hire someone to, quote, find new ways to maintain the Queen's presence in the public eye and on the world stage. Oh, yeah, y'all didn't know I was so high-tech, did you, Yoffie? You know that? I'm on up on everything that's going on out there. Hell, a lot more than the Bud Man, I'll tell you that. How much does this pay? Don't know. That's all I, need, that's all I want to know. Oh, there will be some extra shillings in your pocket, <laughs> sir. For sure. Don't worry. We'll take care of you. Long live the Queen. And yeah, while, yeah. while we're talking about the United Kingdom and perhaps another chance for Bud to do his Queen impression, Stop that. something rather bizarre is headed there. A 16-foot-tall robot depicting President Trump sitting on a toilet is on its way to the U.K. Oh, they had the big Trump balloon over there yeah. in London last time. With the diaper. Yeah. Don Lessam of Philadelphia paid $25,000 to build this robot, 
which is being sent to coincide with protests in June during Trump's state visit. The robot sits on a golden toilet and spouts Trump sayings like, I'm a very stable genius and no collusion. Not bad. While also passing gas. Lessum uh, commissioned the creation out of a Chinese factory that builds mechanical dinosaur models for zoos and museums. <laughs> He's also currently crowdfunding an American tour of the robot after the UK visit is finished. This is bad. This is one of the flaws of a good economy. People can afford to build statues <laughs> against Trump. So. Giant Trump robots <laughs> on toilets. More on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Just look for Elsewhere. Fallon Specter. And in a moment, Bill Zimfer, one of our top flight news radio WFLA national correspondents on Trump and immigration. Lots going on. The latest in a moment after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic again. And that happens in only two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Looking at headlines for you right now, firefighters are saying the crash of an F-16 military jet into a warehouse out in Riverside, California could have been worse. They say it's remarkable that jet did not explode when it impacted. A dozen people were taken to the hospital, but nobody was seriously hurt, and the pilot of that F-16 ejected safely before it slammed into the building. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. President Trump made a big speech on uh, immigration reform yesterday and some immigration news uh, from the president and his team uh, since then come down the pike. Very quickly, let's get you up to date if you're just joining us right now as we bring in News Radio 93.1 national correspondent Bill Zimfer up on all of this. Bill, good Friday morning to you. What can you tell us? Well, but yeah, the the speech delivered yesterday at the White House has received even a lukewarm reception from Republicans. Uh, it, it, what the president did was put out his uh, version of an immigration system that would be more merit-based rather than family-based, and this is something that has been called for before, even among Democrats at some points. Uh, but as you might imagine, the Democratic response to this has been one of outrage, with Nancy Pelosi saying it's DOA, Lindsey Graham, Republican senator, even saying the White House plan is not designed to become law. He, of course, has introduced his own legislation to revamp the asylum process, but uh, this could be more Rather than a legislative initiative by the president, Bud, this could be more of a campaign issue. I think and, it is. I uh, think it's a statement of yeah. where he is, his wish list, and get me reelected, get me the House and the Senate, and we'll get this and more done. Yeah, that's what he says. If Democrats get in the way, we retake the House, we retain yeah. the White House, and we get it done. And if nothing else, what this will do is bring immigration back to the forefront, because now you know there will be 23 Democratic candidates for president who will be talking about immigration. And everybody agrees that the immigration system needs to be fixed. So a uh, step in the right direction by the president. Yes, will this become law or even uh, be hammered into some type of legislation? Probably not. 
Yeah, we're tight on time. We're going to have to compress a yep. couple of other items that have come up here. Alan's been reporting all morning on the breaking news that the president's going to send some of the overflow of the yep. migrants on the border they can't deal with into some, you know, liberally run southeastern uh, Florida counties. And folks down there are saying, you can't do this. We're going to stop it. Yeah. It came as news to them, up to 1,000 per month to be located in Palm Beach and Broward counties. And even some of the reaction down there is interesting. Some are suggesting maybe we should uh, locate them down at Doral, the Trump property. Uh, So, uh, yeah, there is a a lot to be figured out at this point. But it appears the president wants to go forward with this to take them there, process them, then release them into the community. And the news we got from our friends at thedailycaller.com was that the president may well invoke the Insurrection Act to get rid of the illegals in this country. You know what? Uh, the president must have somebody really looking into the history of legislation. This goes back to 1807, the Insurrection Act of 1807. It permits the president to deploy military troops within the U.S. to put down lawlessness, insurrection, and rebellion. Not sure it was designed for this purpose. Uh, of course, the president recently invoked the Logan Act that he brought up in relation to John Kerry, uh, and that goes back to 1799. He's got somebody really doing research. Yeah, he really does. But, of course, the uh, Insurrection Act was used by Bush 41 to quell riots out in L.A., and Eisenhower used it uh, when the school integration uh, issue became so um, uh, fraught with violence in the South. Great talking with you. Our great correspondent, Bill Zimfer, thank you. Have a great weekend. Catch you next time. Thanks, bud. You too. You bet. In a moment, we got our sound judgment game for a fabulous prize and a night to remember at Hard Rock Live. Right after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. Sports headline right now, and I can't wait to watch the PGA Golf Championship all weekend long. Defending champ Butch, uh, Brooks Kepka is the leader now after the first round of the PGA, shooting a course record 7 under 63 to lead by one shot. Tigers, nine shots off the pace. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories throughout the morning right here in Good Morning Orlando. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. If you haven't won sound judgment, we invite you to play. If you haven't won it in a month by company rules, get on the 50,000-watt front porch right now. We'll have some fun. You're going to go down to Hard Rock Live for an amazing experience if you are our winner. 407-916-5400, toll-free 866-916-5400. 400. Tell them more about that prize, Melissa. Oh, but it's a it's an awesome one. It's Classic Albums Live. It's a group of musicians that perform live classic rock music from popular artists from their most acclaimed albums. And what we have this time is the Rolling Stones, Let It Bleed. It'll be at the Hard Rock Live Saturday, July 27th, starting at 8 o'clock. A four-pack of passes can be yours. Just win Sound Judgment. Toll-free, still open. Grab it. It's free. 866-916-5400. Regular lines are jammed if you're trying to get in. A wrong answer opens a line. If you're quick, you can still win. 407-916-5400. Well, on this date in music history, a famous rock star put his hand through a window at a New York bar, wound up getting 20 stitches, and was back on stage performing just a couple of weeks later. For today's Sound Judgment game, listen to the sound of that star singing one of his group's big hits, then use your Sound Judgment to name this singer. I see a and 
Singer. It's a softball on a Friday, you know? We love winners. Line one, you're up. Who was that? He doesn't know. Didn't Honestly. happen, really? Wow. Line two, name that singer. Rod Stewart. No. Rod Stewart. I like wow. that. Wow. Let's go. Line three, name that singer. Oh, my God, it's Mick Jagger. Oh, my God, it is. Right, absolutely (laughs) right. (laughs) And you're going to the Rolling Stones recreated album, Classic Albums Live at Hard Rock Live. That's right, and uh, this is great because if you didn't get tickets to their tour, which will be happening this summer with stops in Jacksonville and Miami, this is the next best thing. You ever been to those events down at Hard Rock? No, I haven't, actually. I think you're going to love this. You got tickets on us. What do you think about that? Sweet. I used to, I'm going to show you my age. I used to go to the Palladium in New York and watch the laser light shows with the music. So, Fair. yeah. Good stuff. You'll be you'll be all over this. You'll have the time of your life. We're excited awesome. for you. What's your first name? I'll write you a congratulatory note. Joe. Joe from Oh, I'm from St. Cloud. I'm sorry. My my wife's got me preoccupied with shopping this morning, so you kind of like saved my day. No, no <laughs> put, wow. Put 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 her on hold there, will you? <laughs> okay. Listen, I'm going to put you on hold, Joe. You get off air with Melissa, and we'll make the connection. Okay. Great. Thank you. Great to have you with us here. Fantastic. Good stuff. Probably having to hold her purse or something. Uh, who knows what's going on <laughs> out there? But I love it. Okay. We we gave away the prize. That's good stuff. Um. We have a one-word texting poll that has still been open in the wake of Mayor Demings in Orange County calling for a 1% sales tax hike. The question, does Orange County need a one-cent sales tax hike for roads and transportation? We've been asking you to text yes or no to 23680. And the vote count? Yes, the results. Oh, it's so close, Bun, man. This one really went down to the last (laughs) moment here. 87 no's to four yeses. Wow. The voices have been heard. The first poll taken on the sales tax that the mayor says he's going to get on the ballot in November of 2020. Okay. Looking ahead to the ride home, you need to be right here listening to Yaffe on PM Orlando from... 5 to 6 p.m. tonight. Good deal, buddy. Thanks a lot for Alan, Mike, and Melissa, a.k.a. The Fox. The Bud Man, thanks for a great week. Have a great weekend. See you Monday. Thanks, God bless you, and God bless America.